Well, as we mentioned today, we're going to talk from the topic workout. Now, how many here work out? I mean, some kind of workout. You either walk, you do some aerobics, or you sit and twiddle your thumbs. You know, you do, you do something to try to work out. I got the thumbs covered. You got the thumbs covered. Okay. All right. Uh, and more than likely, you're doing this workout because you have some objective. You have some goal that you're trying to achieve. And, and somewhere along the line, you heard that if you do this particular workout, it will help you do what? Reach that goal. You know, uh, you would hope it does anyway. Because that's why you're going through the what? The workout. Okay? Now, I want us to take a moment and read Philippians chapter 2. Verses 12 through 13. And we're reading it out of the Amplified Bible. So let's read together. Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent, work out, cultivate, Carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust, with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. That's a mouthful. We're going to look at this mouthful. And chew it up in little pieces. So you'll get it. Amen? Amen. This comes after the scripture. As a matter of fact, look for a moment in your Bible at the scriptures that precede verse 12 in Philippians chapter 2. Let me just ask. Donnie, do you have that in in your uh, King James? Philippians 2, the verses that precede verse 12. So, uh, right here? Yeah, so we're up here. Therefore, my. No, no, we're up here. Uh, If you would, would you mind reading right from here down and then over to the other page? Okay. Now, uh, Dottie's going to start reading at verse 5 of Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 5, and she's going to read down to verse 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider to robbery to be equal with God, 
but make himself of no reputation, taking, take, oh, I'm sorry, taking the form of the bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of this of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. 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 Thank you for reading that. The reason I wanted uh, Dr. to read that for us is because verse 12 begins with the word what? Therefore. Therefore. Which means what's coming after the word therefore is important, but it's related to what went before the word therefore. Does everybody follow what I'm saying? So whenever you see in the Bible the word therefore you need to take time to go back and see what's the therefore for. I know that's like a tongue twister. But it's important because it'll give you an appreciation on what comes after the therefore. And so what we find is that there's an exhortation that says... Let this mind be in you that was in, which was also in Christ Jesus. So you got to know, first of all, there's an exhortation that you need to have the mind of Christ. Okay? And in order to get a glimpse of that, it's telling us what Jesus did. Okay, and it says, going back up to that verse 5 and, and 6, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did, did not consider robbery to be equal with God. So, first of all, we know that Jesus at a point was not only in the form of God, but also was equal with God. So he knew who he was. Are you following? You need to know who you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to get a handle on who you are. And one of the things we said just before we began the message, and we said it to each other, is I counted a privilege of being able to see an original design of God. 
Each person had an opportunity to share that with another person. So you, first of all, need to know that you are an original design from God. There's nobody else on the planet just like you. So you have great value. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have great value. You are priceless. You cannot be replaced. You understand what I'm saying? So you are important to God. Now, throw this little side comment in here. That's why the enemy of your soul wants you did you hear what I said? He knows that you are of great value. He knows that you are an original design. Even when you don't know it, he knows it. And that's why. He doesn't want you to know who you really are. If you don't know who you are, then he can start trying to identify you. He can try to label you. Did you hear what I said? And Jesus knew who he was. He understood that he was equal with God in the form of God. Come on, y'all. And that's why that comment said, let this mind be in you like it was in Christ Jesus. Are you following? But then it went on and it said, though he considered robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. You you can't get this. It said, he made himself of no reputation. He that was being in the form of God and equal with God made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. You all get this in a minute. He decided to take on the form of man. And it says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And the reason he did that is because it was God's plan 
that he would experience death on behalf of mankind because of the sin that Adam had committed in the garden. So by one man's sin entered the world, but righteousness entered also by one man. Who? Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy. God had a plan. And God's plan was meticulously being worked out. Are you getting the point? And it says another therefore in verse 9. So as a result of what preceded it that, the fact that Jesus, who was in the form of God, equal with God, thought it not robbery and became a man, a servant, appeared in the likeness of man and humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death, that is the death of the cross. To fulfill God's purposes. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. And given him, Jesus, the name which is above every name. Come on, y'all. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven... And of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Come on, y'all. Now we find the therefore that we are at today. Therefore, my beloved, it says, therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Wow. We're going to get to the Amplified, because the Amplified does what? It amplifies. It gives a lot more information, a lot more detail, a lot more illustration. So I'm just reading it right now out of the King James Version, which simply said, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Paul is writing, Telling those saints, those believers at Philippi, that because of what Jesus has done, because of what God the Father has exalted Jesus to a position of, I'm telling you now, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, not when I was just there in Philippi, but now much more in my absence. Because I'm not with you right now, Paul is saying. But 
in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's an awesome thing, y'all. Well, think about this for a moment. We know that salvation is provided to mankind through the finished work of Jesus. Right? His death on Calvary. His burial. His resurrection. And now he's ascended to the right hand of the Father. If you believe that, if you believe on Jesus, the scripture says that you will be what? Saved. So you would think then, if I already have believed on Jesus and I'm already saved, then Paul, what you writing this to me for? Why are you writing to me that therefore as you have obeyed what I've said to you when I was present then much more in my absence I want you to work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. If it was a done deal you get it in a moment. If it was a done deal then why I got to work out anything? You need to understand that the work Jesus did is finished. He provided the way to God for every man. Every man has a responsibility to believe it, receive it, obey the word, and hold fast to what? The end. You'll get it in a moment. Every person has a responsibility to believe it, receive it, obey it, and hold fast to it unto the end. The end is the goalpost. Did you hear what I said? Amen. The, the end is the objective. The same way, if you want to look trim and slim and all that kind of stuff, they will give you a workout and a trainer who will help you to work out, right? So you can reach that what? Goal. So Paul is saying, obey the word of God. Not just because I'm here with you, but even when I'm absent from you, 
you be working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Oh, wow. Wow. Are you getting this? And it said, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Now, let's look at Philippians 2, 12 through 13 in the Amplified. And let's see how this amplifies those two verses. Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence. In other words, when I'm present with you, you are enthusiastic about it. You know, you, you're just showing some enthusiasm and yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to do this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay? But it says, but more, much more, because I am absent, work out. That is, cultivate, carry out to the goal, and fully complete your own salvation. Did you hear it? Cultivate it. Carry it out to the goal, and fully complete your own salvation. So there's a point... Of completing salvation. We've entered into it because of the finished work that Jesus did. We believed it. So we've entered into salvation. Are you getting the picture? But salvation is not just going through the door. But there's a trip. There's a workout that needs to be done. There's some cultivating that needs to be done. There's some carrying out to the goal to complete your own salvation. Which means you can't go through the door. Which Jesus says, I am the door, right? But you can't go through the door into the room of salvation and pull up a chair and sit down. You get the picture? Because you know, a lot of us, when we go to the gym, you see all the equipment in there? The treadmills and the weights. And all that stuff. And you want a membership. So you can tell folks, I got my membership to the gym. You know what I'm saying? So you, 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 you know, you get your membership. And you show up with your little bag. And you go in. And you sit down. Treadmill. Weights. 
all this other exercise equipment, and you saying, oh, I'm so glad I get this membership. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really happy about the membership to this gym. And somebody comes in and says, excuse me, uh, can I help you? Oh, no, honey, I'm a member. <laughs> well, have you gotten on the treadmill yet? Oh, treadmill? Have, have you done this particular? Oh, no, I haven't done that. Have you taken part in the aerobics class? Aerobics? <laughs> what do you know about aerobics? Oh, didn't they tell you that in order to reach the goal, you're going to have to carry out. You're going to have to work out. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. So what you going to do? The choice is yours. You can sit on your behind, or you can work out uh-huh. to the goal. That's right. Are you following what we're saying? I'm just trying to make it vivid. Are you getting it? So it's important that we understand that once we enter into salvation, there's a need to work out. Our own salvation. And it says to do it in fear and trembling. The Amplified says, your own, and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. Reverence to God. Recognizing who God is. In awe. Oh, God. You are awesome. I want to trust you. I want to reverence you. I want to honor you. I'm in the gym. I'm in salvation. I want to honor you. I want to trust you. And then it says, and trembling. Now look at how it defines or amplifies that term trembling. Look at it, please. You gotta see it. The first word is self-distrust. Oh Lord, self-distrust. Let me give you a meaning of that. Just that one term, self-distrust. How many ever heard of that? Nobody. Let's see. One hand up. Okay. Self-distrust means a lack. Of confidence in one's self. Did you hear what I said? A lack of confidence in oneself. So, one of the things you got to get over is you. Did you hear what I said? One of the things you got to get over in this workout is you. I know that sits well. 
Because you know you somebody. Because the reason I'm in this gym is because I took out the membership. So I'm qualified. And a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. And if you eat them, you'll do more workout. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. Self distrust. <clears throat> Isn't it interesting? I, I want us to turn to just a, just a couple of scriptures that talk about confidence. Turn over to a uh, song, the Psalms. Put something in for it. Well, you don't have to put anything in because we want to look at the sheet. Turn over to Psalms and let's look down at Psalm mm, 118. Psalms 118. Everybody's been to Psalms perhaps at one time. So it's in your Bible. Go over to Psalms 118. Psalms 118. And let's look at verses 8 and 9. Psalm 118 and verses 8 and 9. You know, because uh, I know I'm the head honcho. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I know when I say something, everybody moves. You know what I'm saying? And here you're telling me to work out my own salvation in fear, reverencing and awing to God and trembling. I ain't trembling for nobody. Because I know who I am. <laughs> You got it. You got the picture. Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9. Let's read it together. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Word to the wise will do you good. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Because man is subject to failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what I'm saying? And even if that man happens to be a prince or royalty, they are still subject to failure. So it is better to trust in the Lord. Amen. Are you getting it? Then it says, turn over to Proverbs. So you got Psalms, then Proverbs. Look at Proverbs, the third chapter. Proverbs, the third chapter, verse 26. Proverbs, the third chapter, verse 26. Let's read that one together. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. The Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. You know, like the trap. 
that's down there and you want to get through, it says the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. <clears throat> While we're in Proverbs, look over at the 14th chapter of Proverbs. I trust you're writing these down somewhere. If you don't have paper, write on the bulletin. It doesn't matter. Write them somewhere so you can go back and look at them. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. And let's read it together. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And his children will have a place of refuge. What you say. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And his children will have a place of refuge. I tell you, this is tremendous. Now, go back over to Philippians. Should have told you to put something there, but that's okay. We're going to Philippians, and this time we're looking at the... Uh, let's look at the first chapter of Philippians. But now you know where it is, so that's good. It's in the New Testament. And you get to as far as Ephesians, go to one to the next book, which is Philippians. Philippians chapter 1. And we're looking down at verse 6. Actually, hmm, let's pick up at verse 3. Mm-hmm. Wow. Philippians first chapter, beginning at verse 3. And reading down. To verse 6. Alright, you ready? Let's read. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Did you see that? He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So the goal, the goal is the day of Jesus Christ. So, when you're in the gym of salvation, you got to work out and cultivate your own salvation. Carry it out to the goal. Carry it out until the day of Jesus Christ. Did you hear what I said? And Paul says, I'm confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you, 
God, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, God began a good work in you. And Paul says, I'm confident that he that began it will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So your trainer every one of us in the gym of salvation has been given a trainer. And the trainer is the Holy Ghost. He's the one who's going to lead you into all truth. He's the one who's going to teach you all things. He's going to be your helper. He's going to be your strengthener. He's going to be your comforter. Come on, y'all. And he's not going to do it of himself. He's only going to do what the Father tells him to do. Come on. Which means you got a trainer who knows exactly what will please God. He's not going to have you stay on the treadmill when you need to be over here. When he knows you need to be swimming and stroking, he's not going to have you doing aerobics over here. You got it? You getting it? He knows the full plan of the workout. And you know the thing is, the workout that he has for you is designed personally for you. Which means you can't try to step up in somebody else's workout. That's why he says, work out your own salvation. Mama had hers. That was her workout plan. What's yours? Have you checked in with the trainer? Or you just been sitting? Because you got the membership. Come on. Wow. Let's look at one more. Proverbs. I'm sorry. Philippians. Go over to chapter 3. Philippians, the third chapter. And let's read uh, from verse 1. Hmm. Wow. And let's read from verse 1 down to verse 3 of Philippians, the third chapter. Let's read. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision 
who worship God in the Spirit rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Wow. Did you hear it? We worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Amen. Because you see, and it says, Beware, oh, 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 okay, oh, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the what? Mutilation. So you're talking about there may be some people in the gym. Instead of working out their workout plan, they in your business. And they're not necessarily there to what? Encourage you to do your workout. Because some of them are in there to get you sidetracked. Baby, you look so good. You know, you don't really need to work out. You so fine. You know? Tell you what, let's just step over here at the gym. You know, we ain't have to leave the building. But I, I just want to talk to you for a moment. You know, come on over here. <laughs> you know, we ain't going to leave the building. So you all right? I just want you to step over here for a moment. And, and all of a sudden you just step over, you know. Uh-huh, what is that you want, my brother? <laughs> or, 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 yeah, my sister, what is it you want? Well, I just wanted to tell you how fine you are. You know, you look so good. Why don't we get together? Now, you forgot all about the workout and to cultivate. Honey, what cultivation? I got an offer here. <laughs> You're talking about workout, honey. I got an offer. They say they want me. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody ever said they wanted me. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that a membership <laughs> would have put me in a position <laughs> that somebody would want me, <laughs> honey, I got to tell them at the front desk. I know y'all got a workout plan for me but you know we're going to put that on the side right now because I got a offer put no confidence in the flesh did you hear what I say trust in the Lord Put not your confidence in man. Because first of all, man doesn't know your workout plan. 
And if you know your workout plan, then when somebody comes and gives you a what? An all. You need to check with the trainer. And ask the trainer. Uh, trainer, I know you know the workout plan I'm supposed to be following. I wanted to run this by you. I just got an offer. And this is the offer. Such and such, such and such. And you know they've said they love me. And they just, and blah, 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 blah. And train, I just want to run by you. What's your thought on it? Give the trainer an opportunity to tell you, hey, let me just give you a little warning. Put no confidence in the flesh. Stick to the plan. God will provide. God will provide. Yeah, but, but Trina, you don't understand. I've been waiting years for an offer. And the trainer says, well, let me just, let me, let me, let me lay one on you for a moment. I want to tell you a little story about a person who God created and said to that person, it wasn't good for that person to be alone, and told the person, I'll make you, I will make you a helpmate fit for you. And God did that. God put the man asleep, took a rib from his side, fashioned, come on y'all, fashioned. Are you talking about somebody who can bring some fashioned by God, brought back to the man, and the man said, whoa, call her woman. <laughs> Because she was taken out of man. You get the picture. But God had a workout plan. God had a workout plan for man. And part of the workout plan was, look, you can eat from any tree in this garden. Except the tree that's in the middle of the garden. And let me tell you, the day you eat thereof, you will surely die. Now, the man, oh, by the way, his name was Adam. Adam decided that the woman that God fashioned and brought to him was so fine. And so when she brought the fruit from this tree, and he was in on the conversation, but when she brought the fruit from the tree and turned to Adam and said, Adam, eat. Adam said, workout plan or no workout plan? She is fine. Yeah, baby, give me this fruit. And he ate. And when God showed back up, he told the man, hey, Adam, because 
and this is loose Lewis translation, because you didn't stick with the workout plan that I designed for you. But instead, you listen to your wife, the one I gave you, that was fit for you, who was never to take my place in your life, because you didn't stick with the workout plan that I told you, this whole earth is cursed. Now, was it worth him going out of the workout plan? And in your life, how many times have you decided to put the workout plan on the side? But for the grace of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You put God's work on the side and decided, I'm going to do it my way this time. I ain't checking in with the trainer because I know what he's going to tell me. And I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so I ain't even going to run it by him. I don't want to hear it. I know what he's going to tell me. So I don't want to hear it. And once you do your thing, who do you go back to? The trainer. Self-distrust. Don't put confidence in yourself. Put your confidence in God. It says, with serious caution, tenderness of conscience. In other words, you need to be sensitive to what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Tenderness of conscience. Watchfulness against temptation. Timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Steps in the workout plan. The trembling part. You get it? And verse 13. He said, not in your own strength. This is where it gets good. God doesn't expect you to do it in your own strength. But he says, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So it's God in you that's working with the power, and not only the power, creating in you the power and desire, energizing you 
both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So what's that mean? What does that say? That's saying that God in you is working, creating not only the power, but the desire for you to will. That's awesome. He already knows he's given you a will. But he's working in such a way in you that he will eventually be able to get your will to line up with his. Do you understand what that means? I'll give you a little, little quick example. The story has been told of this sister who loved to dance. I mean, she loved to party. I mean, go for it. And some believers came to her and said, you want to accept Christ? She said, yeah, I believe. That. They said, well, okay, you want to stop dancing. And she said, well, hey, later for Christ, because I ain't stopping my dance. Because I love to party. So later for that. So some others came. And before they even got a chance to say anything, she said, look, y'all, I ain't stopping dancing, so get out of my face. Another person came and said, sister, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? He died for your sins. God raised him from the dead. She said, yeah, but some other folks came to me, and I ain't stopping dancing. And the people said, we didn't ask you to stop dancing. Do you believe that? She said, yeah, I believe. Well, you come just like you are. And she said, okay. And she received Christ. She got a membership. And once she got her membership in the gym of salvation, then she got some workout plans. And she looked at the workout plans and said, hmm, okay, they want me to do the treadmill. Where is the treadmill? <laughs> you know? And then they want me to do such and such and such and such and such and such. Hey, y'all, I don't know if I can handle this. And then the person comes over from the front desk and says, excuse me, is there a problem? Yeah, I'm reading this workout plan. It's all about treadmills and all this stuff. Honey, I ain't been here before. I mean, this is my first time in this gym for salvation. Well, I tell you what, miss, hold on for a moment, because we have a personal trainer for you. Amen. We got a personal trainer for you. And he knows your plan perfectly. Amen. So you don't have to do this on your own. Come on. You don't have to do this in your own strength. Because the trainer is the one who can energize and create in you a power and a desire. Both to will and to work for God's good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. You're in the gym, y'all. You got a membership. 
question is, are you what? Working out. And are you realizing that you've got a trainer that you don't have to do this in your own strength? But you can put your confidence in God. And he that has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ when you finally reach the goal.